When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus. Stay chill or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome into this special edition of UAP. I am Stephen Diener here with you on uh, this Valentine's Day, actually. So happy Valentine's Day if you're listening on this day. And I, I want to date it there because what I want to do here today is it's a little bit different than what we're used to with an episode of UAP. You know, normally we go through um, a subject, a few stories. We kind of try to figure out together what it might be or what might be causing you know, the particular story that we're going through. But today, the reason why I call this a special edition and why I want to date it is because I want to specifically cover what's happened over the past few days, over the weekend, really, when it came to these unidentified objects, as the government is calling them, that were shot down in Alaska, uh, over Michigan, and then over the Yukon. So, I wanted to kind of come on here today and just go over everything surrounding all the speculation and these shootdowns and these sightings and what it might be, what it might mean, and all the different theories that surround it. And that's why I want to date it, as like I said, too, because if something does happen, remember today is February 14th. So if you're listening to this like, you know, a few days after and there was like four more sightings and all these other shootdowns that happened throughout the week, and you're like, oh, well, why didn't you talk about those? Because today is February 14th as I record this. So just want to throw that out there in case something happens after this. I didn't know. So that's just just to keep that in mind. That, that said, what's happened, right? Well, let's cover first just uh, to kind of recap. On February 4th, we know how this all started. This all started going back to the original balloon that was spotted. And I, it was a balloon from China, the Chinese spy balloon that everybody knows about that was spotted over Montana and made its way across the country and then shot down on February 4th, that Saturday, off the coast of South Carolina. We all know that story. We kind of thought, okay, well, that was the end of it. China had a spy balloon over here, and we shot it down. End of story, right? So we thought. Fast forward one week to this past Saturday. Well, actually, a little bit further back to Friday. On Friday the 10th, that's when the uh, next object, as now they're being called, was spotted over Alaska. And I thought that was ironic because we just had the episode talking about the Alaskan Triangle. So when they started talking about Alaska and all this happening over Alaska on Friday, I was like, wow, we just, you know, put out the Alaskan Triangle episode the day before that this past Thursday. So pretty interesting timing there. And then speaking of the Alaskan Triangle, the next one, the next object that was spotted and shot down this time by the Canadian government was in the Yukon. And if you remember from our Alaskan Triangle episode, the uh, part of the Yukon 
where actually this was uh, this, this object was spotted, part of that Yukon is part of the Alaskan Triangle. So you have two uh, sightings, or you know whatever you want to call it, of UFOs, of objects, as the government's calling it, balloons, whatever you want to call it right now, because we still don't know exactly what this is. They were both spotted within the Alaskan Triangle that we, the Alaska Triangle that we were just talking about on the most previous episode. So I kind of found that to be ironic. And then the third one was spotted just on Monday, or actually on Sunday, actually. This, is, this goes back to us. It was Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So Friday the 10th, Saturday the 11th, and then Sunday the 12th. Three in a row, three days in a row, three different objects. So Sunday the 12th, the last one that we know of right now, again, on this date, February 14th, was spotted over Michigan. We got the word that, you know, uh, they had the, the NOTAM order put out there, which is your notice to all air missions. You can't fly. Essentially, it's a no-fly zone because now you have a military mission going out in the interest of national security. They put that notice out there over Michigan, over the Lake Huron area, where it was shot down. So, that's just to catch you up. Now, what has been the response since then? Obviously, wild accusations and theories and everybody just having their own opinion on this of what might be going on has taken place since the weekend because, let's face it, the government still hasn't told us, shocker, I know, what's actually happening. What have they shot down? They haven't said it. And I'm not really sure if they're ever going to say because what happened here is they continue to, to uh, classify these things as objects. They haven't called them spy balloons. They haven't called them uh, any type of balloon. They haven't called it a you know a happy birthday balloon. They haven't said anything. They said objects. So that could be a spy balloon. That could be uh, just a case of mistaken identity. Maybe it was a balloon that was let go by somebody. Or they're calling it objects because they don't want to say unidentified flying objects, UFOs, alien spacecraft. Now, here's the thing about this. And again, this is just going into all of the theories, right? The questions have been asked to our government officials about the possibility of alien involvement when it comes to these sightings and the military shooting down these three objects. I want to play you this first. This is from Sunday. If you missed this, this is from uh, the NORAD general, just, you know, no big deal, right? NORAD general commander, Glenn Van Herc, okay? This is what he had to say on Sunday when he was asked about, from a reporter, the possibility of extraterrestrial involvement. I'll let the intel community and the uh, counterintelligence community figure that out. I haven't ruled out anything uh, at this point. We continue to assess uh, every threat or potential threat unknown that approaches North America uh, with an attempt to identify it. Okay, so a lot there in that clip. Number one, he says we're not going to... um, you know, rule anything out. Obviously, that's what caught a lot of people's attention because, you know, and I remember too, I mean, this past Sunday was the Super Bowl. So a lot of people were distracted by that. You know, everybody's having their parties and hanging out and everything. And then when it comes to that, at least, you know, here in America, I know it's kind of a, you know, a global thing, but mostly it's like an unofficial American holiday when it comes to the Super Bowl. So that's going out on Sunday afternoon when that press conference took place with the general. NORAD commander, okay? And he says that they're not going to rule out anything. So that kind of gets everybody to a tizzy because then you start to think, well, this could be aliens then? Like, is is the command the, the NORAD commander 
actually admitting that this could be some type of alien involvement that they're not willing to tell us about. And it was just kind of mind-boggling, right? In that in that moment, it was kind of surreal that we're actually having this discussion out in the open with, with NORAD commanders talking about the possibility, leaving open at least the possibility of extraterrestrial involvement and the U.S. military shooting down possible alien craft. It was mind-blowing for a lot of people in that moment, for sure, especially for me. I mean, absolutely. But then we come to Monday, okay? Just yesterday. Again, this is Tuesday, February 14th as I record this. But then we come to Monday morning, and this is from John Kirby. John Kirby, if you don't know, is with the U.S. Department of Defense. He is the, uh, I guess you could say, assistant. His official title is Assistant to the Secretary of Defense for Public Affairs, what does that mean? Basically, he's the you know communications guy, the, the um, national communications, uh, strategic communications coordinator is, is kind of like his thing. He comes out and you know is the mouthpiece for the Department of Defense. I know it's kind of confusing, but that's that's his thing, John Kirby. So when he comes out and he is asked about all of this, here's what he had to say, and this is pretty interesting because he revealed something that I hadn't heard before about some daily press briefings going on. So just listen to this from uh, John Kirby from the, the Department of Defense. The president also instructed the intelligence community to take a broad look at the phenomenon of unidentified aerial objects. Indeed, President Biden conducted the first ever daily intelligence briefing session devoted to this phenomenon back in June of 2021. He was briefed that this is not just an issue for the United States, but one for the rest of the world. And as I said, our friends and our partners are dealing with this as well. So a couple of things to touch on there. Number one, maybe shame on me, I don't know, but I didn't know that there were daily briefings with the president when it came to Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon, or UAP, as why this podcast is named Unidentified Alien Podcast. I didn't know that was happening. Maybe we weren't supposed to know that was happening. But the fact that that is taking place going back to June of 2021, here we are in February of 2023, and they're briefing the president daily on any type of UAP activity in the interest of national security. So that kind of begs the question, too. You know, if they are kind of taking this seriously, maybe that's why they're being a little bit more open. I know we're not used to hearing these things out in the open and had seen, you know, press briefings from military commanders talking about possible UFO involvement. But maybe that's why they're just being more open. I don't know. Because that question is out there, too. Why now? Why be so open right now? But then the other thing is that John Kirby said there that kind of caught my attention, which was... Not only, hey, this is going back to June of 2021 when it comes to the press briefings, or not the press briefings, but the you know presidential briefings, but now you're talking about where he says, this is something that not only are we dealing with, but our global partners around the world are dealing with as well. So there's kind of two big statements there from John Kirby to say that this is something that they brief the president on daily when it comes to UAP phenomenon, and then to say that this is something that's happening around the world that was kind of a big deal, I think, for him to come out and and say that, to readily admit that this is something that is dealt with. This isn't just, you know, an American problem, so to speak, but this is something that's dealt with around the world, which we know that. I mean, how many things that we've covered around the world, whether it was the Zimbabwe sighting back in the 90s, you know, uh, right now some forest in England. We've talked about a lot of things in Canada. We've talked about Scotland. We've talked about all these different places throughout the world where sightings have taken place. Egypt, of course. So that's no news to us, but to hear someone like John Kirby and his stature, 
who works with national security and the, the Department of Defense, that was a pretty big deal, I think, to have him come out and say that. But then you have, and this is where you they, they kind of, in the government sometimes, they, you know, they contradict each other. Because then you have later on that day, just yesterday on Monday, February 13th, you have Corrine Jean-Pierre, who is the White House press secretary. So she's out there always answering the questions from, you know, the, the press, uh, the, the pool of reporters from all the different publications. And when they asked her, okay, about the possibility of alien involvement, this is what she had to say. And remind, mind you, remember here, this is a day after the NORAD commander said they weren't ruling anything out. But here's what Corrine Jean-Pierre had to say just the day after that. I know there have been questions and, and concerns about this, but there is no, again, no indication of aliens or extraterrestrial activity with these recent takedowns. So what are we to make of all of this? Okay, you know, here that brings us to today on February 14th. By the way, just a quick note, how annoying is that laughter from the pool of, uh, of press reporters there? And that's, that just goes back to the stigma that we always talk about here on, on the show of, oh, <laughs> aliens, those crazy alien people. And you still hear that kind of like chuckle. Oh, yeah, it's not aliens. Okay, but are you sure? <laughs> Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. So let's go through the scenarios here, okay? Number one, a lot of the different theories coming out. What about, of course, first and foremost, because of the most recent spy balloon that came over from China, what about more spy balloons? Okay, maybe it is technology from an adversary. Maybe it's from Russia. Maybe it's from China. Maybe it's from North Korea. Maybe it's from Iran. We don't know because they're not telling us. That's the problem. And that's why so many people came out and had the speculation right away of, are these UFOs? Is this some type of extraterrestrial involvement? And they, wouldn't, they weren't willing to say yes or no until, Green, until Karine Jean-Pierre came out yesterday and said, no, we're not looking at alien involvement. Okay, well, now you say that, but you're still calling these... Objects. You're still calling these unidentified objects. You're still calling these, you know, UAP essentially. So what are we to make of it? Is this some type of Chinese tech that's coming over? Are these all spy balloons? Are they, is, that, is that what this is? Are these just all spy balloons, all three over Alaska, over the Yukon, and then over Lake Huron in Michigan? All three of those. Could those all just be spy balloons? So now we know that China has sent over four spy balloons our way to the United States. And the government, believe it or not, if you want to go with this theory, would be covering that up 
the fact that they're dealing with all these spy balloons from China because if they don't want people to know that because maybe they, and they're thinking they're going to say, well, this makes us look weak that we were, you know, all these spy balloons are coming over here. So as an excuse, let's go ahead and just say leave open the possibility to UFOs and aliens just to distract people from what's really happening, which is China sending over these spy balloons and we're not sure how to handle it. Could you imagine that? Could you imagine that as an actual answer to this? How ironic would that be where you have the U.S. government who has been covering up and lying about the UAP phenomenon for 80 years now, okay? just And now, all of a sudden, as an excuse, they would use the, the UAP phenomenon to cover their own butts so they don't look bad when it comes to China sending over a bunch of spy balloons. That's one theory, okay? That's something that people are saying. Now, if it is aliens... We'll throw this out there as well. Why disclose now? And that's something actually that I tweeted out over the weekend on uh, the UAP Twitter. If you're not on there, it's at UAPodcast850. I always try to get back with everybody, you know, interact. If you have thoughts, if you have your own theories, or if you have feedback on the show, whatever it is, I always try to get back with everybody there. So it's a, always a really good back and forth if you want to check it out, at UAPodcast850. And something that I tweeted out on there was, why now? Not necessarily why is this happening now as far as the sightings were concerned and the shootdowns, but why is it being reported now? Stuff like this has happened for a long time. There have been sightings. We've talked about it a lot and covered it in, in detail. All the different episodes that we've done here on UAP. And so we know it's been going on for a long time. We've gone back to stories in the 1800s, even sightings from George Washington and Thomas Jefferson we've covered on here. And now more into modern times, we've talked about all the sightings that have gone on and military involvement, military engagement. This is not new, okay? It's not new. This has been happening for decades, if not hundreds of years, and it's always been either stigmatized as crazy or it was just covered up and not reported. So what changed where is the paradigm shift here that now all of a sudden would allow the the media and and the government officials to come out and readily talk about possible UFO or extraterrestrial involvement and our military engaging with them? But also at the same time, you have the government saying that they haven't found any pieces of the wreckage from the three objects that were shot down, and they may never find any pieces of the wreckage. So... Doesn't that kind of feel weird? Does that not feel like the, the classic cover-up statement of something? Whatever they're covering up, something doesn't smell right with that, right? It's just kind of mind-boggling, which leads to the next theory. And these are theories that people are putting out, saying, well, it's just a distraction story. Can't you see that? There's so many other things going on in the world. There's the ecological disaster happening in Ohio with the train derailment that's spewing out toxic chemicals coming out and killing all the animals around that area and polluting the Ohio River. That's why they want to put this out now because they want to distract you from all the other bad things going on. There's this story. There's the war in Russia and, and Ukraine and all these other bad things are happening throughout the world. So the theory is, well, they just want to distract you. And they, they're trying to distract you with the aliens. They distract you all the time with all these different stories, and you always fall for it. And now they're just distracting you with the aliens. None of it's true, so you don't pay attention to what's really happening out there. And that theory comes out. That's not my theory, personally, but that's something that a lot of people are saying. So maybe maybe that is the case. I mean, do you think that's the case? Is this, is this just a fact of, hey, 
Instead of saying these are Chinese spy balloons, let's just leave the mystery out there and call them unidentified objects and kind of distract people from all the other bad things that are happening throughout the country. Shortages and ecological disasters and inflation and all these things. And let's just have them focus on aliens for a while so they can be distracted. Maybe that's the case. I don't know. Or, and this is something completely different, could it be... Something that a lot of, well, maybe not a lot, but a theory that I've come across and it's fascinating. Is this something that leads more towards what's called Project Blue Beam? Now, I might, I haven't decided yet, I might do a more in-depth episode on Project Blue Beam in the future. But essentially, if you don't know what Project Blue Beam is, it's a theory that says that it was kind of came up in the 90s and the guy who came up with it was supposedly murdered which is kind of shady, but again, I'll get into this, I think, more in a future episode. But Project Bluebeam says that the um, basically the, the superpower countries of the world, you know, NATO, United Nations, com- uh, countries, they say companies, countries, would get together and form this coalition, along with NASA, by the way, to come up with a false flag type of fake alien invasion using holograms, And within the UFO holograms, these alien craft holograms that would be visible to the naked eye from, you know, citizens around the country and around the world, within those holograms would be actual, you know, warplanes, whether U.S. or other countries, that would be, you know, firing upon the land and blowing things up and basically staging an alien invasion to create this one world order of... Just a global, you know, community. No countries, no borders. It would unite the world against an alien invasion. And that would be a way for the super elite people in charge to create this one world government. That's Project Bluebeam in a nutshell. Now, again, that's not necessarily something that I'm saying this is what this is. But that's what some people are attributing this to as the start to the like Project Blue Beam operation. Again, I might get in more in-depth in that in a future episode, but that is kind of just a real quick synopsis of what Project Blue Beam is and what some people are saying, hey, this is the start of it. Open up your eyes. Now, let me bring this up because we go over all the different theories, right? Is it a distraction story? Is something else really going on here? Is it some type of huge government cover-up and they're covering up, you know, the recovery of alien technology and they're just feeding us little bits of information so we don't know too much? But I'll just throw that out here too. Just something to think about. If it was aliens, okay, if this is something that the U.S. government really was engaging in, for that sake, the Canadian government as well when it comes to the Yukon, really was engaging with extraterrestrial aircraft and shooting them down, why wouldn't the aliens be retaliating in any way? Because it's been quiet, right? We had Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Friday, Alaska, Sunday over the Yukon, or Saturday over the Yukon, and then Sunday over Lake Huron in Michigan. So if that's the case, if this is some type of U.S. versus the aliens type of scenario here, then where's the retaliation? Would they retaliate? Would they have mercy in us and say, you know, we're too powerful for you. We'll just let this go. I don't, I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there. But then you also have to consider the reports from the pilots. And this was something that actually came out of mainstream media, which blew me away. This was earlier in the week around like Thursday, Friday area around uh, February 10th, February 9th, where the report came out, I believe on, on CNN where 
they were talking about the pilots who saw these objects specifically over Alaska and they couldn't explain what they were seeing. And this is something, again, this was a, a, a national news report on a mainstream media network of CNN. And they're talking about how these pilots could not identify fully what they were seeing because there were there was no uh, propulsion happening, which is kind of like a classic UFO, UFO sighting uh, characteristic, right? It's just kind of floating there. There's no sound. They said that too. And they couldn't explain the way that it was maneuvering. They felt the maneuverability of it was kind of strange. So all that there is kind of like, that sounds like a UFO sighting. That sounds like what we were just talking about with the with the Alaska Triangle on this past episode when it came to the sightings that they saw there when, when we were detailing some of those stories. So that caught a lot of people's attention. So what are we to believe here? Are we to believe, uh, you know, White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre, who comes out and says that there is no fear of aliens when it comes to this? Or... Do we take seriously the reports from the pilots? I personally always go toward the firsthand accounts of some of the most highly trained and skilled fighter pilots in the world, which are in the U.S. military, and they come out and say that they can't readily identify what they're seeing. That's a red flag to me. So something else is going on here. We are not getting the whole story is the bottom line. And that's why I wanted to come out here today to kind of go over these scenarios and kind of just react to what we're seeing and what's happening so far. And then lastly, I think another thing to take into account, and this is not being brought up a lot, by the way, this last point that I think is important to make here today on this special edition of, of, of UAP, which is there's other sightings of this around the world. Just over the weekend, China reported that they were shooting down an unidentified object off their coast. What is that about? That didn't really get a lot of coverage. And then you have in uh, Uruguay, where they had these sightings that brought out the Uruguayan Air Force to go investigate what these sightings were of unidentified objects. And now just recently, I mean, and I, I'm talking within the past 30 minutes of me recording this, right before I came on, there were reports of Moldova, which if you're not familiar with the uh, geography, Moldova is to the southern uh, the, the, the southeastern border of Ukraine. So you got Russia, and then you go east, there's Ukraine, and then you go east, southeast. In that corner there is the small country of Moldova. And then right to the east of that is Romania. So what happened there, just within the past 30 minutes, again, I'm recording this, was the Moldovan airspace was shut down, just like it was in Michigan over Montana, which, by the way, they never found that other thing going on in Montana over the weekend. They had that sighting in Montana. Montana senators said that it would just kind of disappeared. They sent out the aircraft to go look for it. It was at night. They couldn't find anything. They had a no-tam notice, of a no-fly notice. That one was just gone. No one talks about that either. So what happened there? If that's a, a Chinese spy balloon, where did that balloon go? Because it was never found. It was, that report came out, I believe it was Friday night, where it was they were looking for this thing over Montana, and then it just disappeared and no one else talked about it. What happened to it? No one knows. So now you're talking about a similar report out of Romania. Again, Moldova's right, the small country, right next to Romania, borders Romania. So they have a no-tem notice go out and notice the air missions no fly over their airspace because they had a report in Romania of unidentified objects that the Romanian Air Force then flew out to go look for. This just happened. 
So this isn't an American thing. And I think that just goes back also to what John Kirby was saying in that sound that I played that he was just talking about a couple of days ago. This is not unique to Montana or Alaska where these things or Michigan where these unidentified objects, as the U.S. government is calling them, are being seen and we have fighter jets scrambling. Something else is happening here. We're not fully aware of it. But the fact that there's sightings and reports of no-fly zones and jets scrambling in Romania, Moldova, in China, in, you know, in the Yukon with Canada, this is not just, uh, like we said too, uh, Uruguay. This is not just happening over America. So some people say that too. Well, Americans get so caught up with themselves. If this is happening you know, everywhere else, it would be a story. Well, it is happening everywhere else. That's what people are failing to realize, I think. This isn't just happening in America. This is happening in a lot of countries around the world in different parts of the world. And it's all happening within consecutive days. And it's all being reported, reported within consecutive days. That, I think, is the main point. These things are actually getting noticed and reported and being put out into the media. But what's next? What sighting is going to be next? What no-tam notice is going to be next? Is it going to be more over the United States? Are we going to hear more over South America, over China, over Europe? How much longer is this going to go on of these reports of unidentified objects in our skies and military jets scrambling to go shoot them down before we actually get some type of real indication of what's happening and what we're dealing with? That I don't know the answer to. But the fact of the matter is... There's still so much more that I believe is going to happen. This is not the end of it, which is why I wanted to say today is February 14th as I record this because I have a feeling we're going to keep hearing about these stories as time goes on. And hopefully we can discover together as time goes on what exactly is happening here. Are we seeing the beginning of some type of real disclosure? And if so, what will ultimately lead to that in the end? Will it be such an undeniable sighting that they just have to say something? Or is this a case of mistaken identity? And we're going to find out that this is some type of adversarial thing. But then again, what about the other countries that I mentioned? Still a lot to uncover here, but that's where we are right now. But thank you again so much for joining me here today on this special edition of UAP. I hope you enjoyed it. Maybe help to clear some things up or at least put some things in order for you when it comes to what's been going on, or at least we can get together and discuss what's happening and get some theories out there. Nevertheless, the new episode of UAP, episode 64, that will be out sometime next week, so stay tuned for that. I'll keep you updated on the UAP Twitter, at UAPodcast850. I'll keep you updated on the progress of that episode because we'll be talking about golden blood. What does that mean? Is there some type of connection to alien hybridization, possibly? This is really interesting. I've been wanting to get into this for a while, so... We'll cover that as planned in episode 64, but wanted to come on here today on this special episode of UAP and talk to you about everything that's been going on. So until next time, make sure to continue to subscribe and download and follow on Twitter at UAPodcast850. You can get in contact with me there at the show. Until next time, have a great one. We'll talk to you soon.